Hey guys, just wanted to give you a heads up. The upcoming or the following episode that you're about to listen to may have a little bit of some audio issues. Unfortunately, I don't know if it was happening on my guest side or if it was happening on my side, but I just wanted to give you a disclaimer. And with fur- without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again with the White Vans, except no White Vans as always, but back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Today, I have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. <laughs> Eric from, uh, the is it the Nomads of Fantasy podcast? Yes, sir, it is. Awesome. Eric, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Matt. Uh, thanks for inviting me on. I'm really excited. Hey, man, I'm happy to have you on. For those of you who don't know, which is pretty much everybody that's listening to this, um, I was actually, well, I mean, maybe not everybody. I'm sure maybe some people listened when I was on your show. Um, But we've been trying to set this up for a while and just time conflicts just kind of messed that up. But I'm glad that we were able to finally do this episode. So I'm happy to have you on the show, man. Thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, you've been on with me twice. We did uh, My Hero Academia for my uh anime corner that's like a side show that we have and then yeah. you're on our harry potter episode for this is show. true this is true speaking of harry potter before i go to i'm not going to go down a rabbit hole but are you or have you played hogwarts legacy not yet but i'm okay. i'm hearing good things about it from people okay. uh in our discord and stuff so that's yeah i'm excited to play it okay yeah same same i'm excited um jk rollins you know statements that's aside, a, I'm a whole separate to, issue yeah yeah I'm, 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 like for the, the game, game itself i'm excited to play yeah, the game exactly yeah like yeah let's not confuse the two but anyway <laughs> <laughs> um so uh today we're going to be talking through um a subject that we've talked i've talked about before on my podcast i did one episode which is really cool um i can't remember when i did it you'd have to go back and find it by the title but i did a cyber monday um and so we're doing like a cyberpunk monday part two um for this episode so um we're going to talk through a couple of different shows and obviously since eric is new to the show i have to we know we're going to have to put him in the hot seat um <laughs> but for those of you who've been listening to the show you know i normally do it with the interview at the very beginning and then i do the review at the end well today i'm doing something new we're going to swap them too so i'm actually going to do we're going to do the review of the shows that we're going to talk about first and then we're going to get to know more about the person behind the mic um a little bit later um so before we get into that, as always, I want to thank you, each and every one of you, for listening and sharing the show. Without you guys, you know this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. Um, if you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's uh, Anime Talk, the number one and two. There you'll find any updates and news in regards to any upcoming giveaways or episodes. Um, got a whole bunch of episodes coming up. Um, obviously, um, got some more collaboration set up. This is the first of many for this season. Um, and the standing, the standing giveaway, as always, is if you're located domestic and domestic, meaning the United States, reach out to your boy. Let me know. I'll send you a sticker. Um, I just got to figure out where you are and then uh, I'll send it over. As far as international, 
well we'll uh we'll figure that part out when it comes like i don't i don't know how to do that i don't know if you really want me to send a sticker to like switzerland or something like that but if you want it hey i'm down for it i want a sticker send me one of those okay i will definitely make sure that eric gets a sticker we have stickers too so we'll we'll make sure you get one too sticker swap i love it um i actually have like a lot of stickers from some of the shows that i've been on um on like the side of my my computer so it's pretty cool it's kind of oh, like a awesome. cool yeah little cool little shrine to all that so um let me know when you guys follow if you like or dislike an episode i love interacting with you the fans and as always there may be spoilers ahead so you have been warned shout out to the homie alejandro i know that i went through that fairly quickly and i'm glad that i did because obviously i want to get to a review and i'm going to give my uh, esteemed guest uh, an opportunity to tag his stuff a little bit later in the show so i wanted to get through all the veggies first so we can get into uh more of the meal i guess we'll start off with the uh let's get into the meat yes i want the meat (laughs) um so uh so let's go ahead and jump straight into this episode so like i said it's cyber monday cyberpunk monday i guess you could say in this specific situation um but we're talking about some really cool cyberpunk uh genre anime so the first one that we're going to talk about and i know i'm about to butcher this so eric i'm gonna go ahead and let you cue it cue this up because i'm i know i'm gonna say it wrong <laughs> but the way that you say it makes it sound so much better so i've been saying it i, I don't know if this is correct but it sounds correct akudama drive okay you heard it here folks folks i i didn't butcher this one so if it's butchered this was eric's you can blame me for that one (laughs) so um we're going to be talking about this show it is uh it's a ranking of a 7.61 shout out to my anime list um i love my anime list again if anybody's listening and you know how i can get a sponsorship with them let your boy know because i use them on every mother loving episode um but this one uh like i said it was ranked 7.61 12 episodes originally aired october 8th 2020 to december 24th 2020 i didn't even know that but i was like it's kind of odd that a show ended right before christmas yeah Um, that is kind of weird yeah i thought that was interesting um so uh the synopsis of the show is the bustling metropolis of can uh, uh, kansai kansai Kansai, uh, I believe, yeah. Oh, see? Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to take ownership <laughs> for that one. Um, <laughs> where cybernetic screens litter the neon landscape may seem like a technological utopia at first glance, but then the dark alleys around the brightly lit buildings, an unforgiving criminal underbelly still exists in the form of fugitives known as Akudama. Um, no strangers to these individuals, Kansai police began the countdown to the public execution of an infamous. Yep, I'm, I literally was about to say Akudama. There we go. I got it. <laughs> there Akudama you go. Cutthroat, uh, guilty of killing 999 people. However, a mysterious message is sent to several elite Akudama, enlisting them to free Cutthroat from a substantial or for a substantial amount of money. An invisible hand seeks together these dangerous personas in one place ensuring that the execution is well underway to becoming a full-blown but bloodbath so again shout out to my anime list that's just a synopsis we're done with that part that's more veggies for it i guess before we get into it so i'm gonna let you start since you're a guest on the show tonight eric what were your thoughts on this show um i really really enjoyed this uh i had no idea what i what i was really getting into going in i mean i hadn't <laughs> heard of it at all until you brought it up um like you you said you know we're gonna do cyberpunk because i i suggested 
that I wanted to bring you on to my show to do cyberpunk as well. Yeah. But you were like, oh, you know, I want to do cyberpunk on my show and we're doing this other show called Akudama Drive. I'm like, oh, OK, never heard of that before. Yeah. So I saw that it was, you know, another cyberpunk anime anime anime. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'm all in. Uh, and yeah, I just thought I thought it was great. Um, I think. The, I'm always a sucker for the cyberpunk genre anyways, but I, I think Akudama's world really shined and kind of the world building uh, that they put in place. Um, and I don't know if I, if I had to give it a it's hard to give it a rating, but I, I feel like it's I'm right on target with uh, your my anime list mm-hmm. rating there about, you know, seven point somewhere between seven and eight, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I had a great time with it. Like, did you have, so here's a question. Did you have a, did you have a favorite character coming into it? Or did you ever, like, did you align with one character as you kind of went through the, um, as you kind of went through the show or? Um, I, I probably would say Courier, uh, yeah. was probably my guy throughout the whole thing. Like he comes off as kind of an asshole standoffish a little bit, but you can see like, I mean, the main thing that he always says is important to him is like getting the job done making his deliveries he never you know he never fails to deliver a package he always completes the job um but i feel like behind that towards the end especially with swindler you can see like that breaking a little bit Mm -hmm. um and there's kind of more depth to him than he puts out to the other characters i mean they're akudama they're like some of the best criminals in this world so obviously they have to put up a certain front a a certain appearance you know they have to appear super tough and like badass you know so i get why he's doing that but uh and his bike's badass obviously so it is (laughs) like that bike is insane it reminded me of like akira like the bike oh, itself 100%. like the way he, yeah like it had to be essence. inspiration to it and it yeah it had a goddamn rail gun on the front of it like you gotta love it so cool i i think honestly i think that if there was a character that i i said like that i could say that i was really feeling even though like he was a bigger dick for sure but brawler brawler, like, brawler is really really good too i'm I'm sad he he didn't get. I mean, he was he was there most of the show, but he was he met his end. You know, I don't know towards the towards the second half of the show. But I I was sad when he when he died. Yeah, it was it was crazy because like I was like, dude, this is this is absolutely amazing. Like I'm I like them. I was like, dude, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then like you said, it just kind of was like, uh, because who's I think it was Doctor that he was fighting. Was it Doctor that he was fighting, or did when she he, try to treat him? No, when he died, yeah, he was, he was fighting the master executioner. That's right, that's right. And they killed each other. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He ended up like bleeding out. I want to say or something yep. like that. Yep. Yeah. And he, yeah. it's so. I think his death was really, really great too, because that was that's like that was his whole point in life: finding yep. an opponent who could best him or match him. And he finally found that. So I think he he died happy you know like yeah. he finally found someone he finally met his match and that's what he had been looking for uh this whole time and also yeah. the the unlikely friendship between him and hoodlum was yeah was hilarious uh i really enjoyed that as well yeah i was yeah hoodlum hoodlum was one of those characters that i didn't think that i, I was like 
what is this guy like what is his you know his motive like because right. he, he he kept like seeing he kept seeming like that one guy like anytime you know like when you're watching an anime there's always like that one character that you really don't know like they seem like they're really good but you never know if he's going to be the right. one that flips everything on his head because he's just too wishy-washy like he's too back and forth mm-hmm. like that's how he felt to me because i was like are you here to because you're like part of the team or are you here because you're trying to figure out like how you're gonna how you're gonna like back like stab everybody in the back to get yourself right. out of this I situation? Think like initially he was I mean he just took kind of an opportunity to escape when he could, you know, when the whole brawl was going down at the prison. Uh he you know, his cell block got destroyed, so he escaped yeah. and he was just in like survival mode, like, oh shit, you know, let me team up with these guys because they know what they're doing. And he's just kind of trying to play both sides in Mm -hmm. order to survive you know so that was his i mean i I think that was his motive in the beginning but as he spent more time with uh the other akudama he he built like an actual genuine friendship with brawler um yeah and it was sad it was sad uh when brawler got taken out because i know it you could tell that hoodlum was (laughs) really uh broken up Yeah, yeah he was definitely broken up um yeah, I I agree ten thousand percent because I was like, dude, I was like, there's a it's like a bromance, you know what I'm oh, saying? Like, there's like this brotherhood, and then all of a sudden, like he's just kind of taken away, and it, it really sent him down. Like it, that sent Hoodlum down like a really interesting path, um, just in himself, like just trying to figure out, like, oh my gosh, like this is for real, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is for real, and there's so much like in this show. There's so if you're if you're listening and you're a huge lover of like violence, like that whole blood and just like crazy fights, like this show has a lot of crazy oh, fights yeah. and a lot of blood. Um, especially like any time that you watch um Doctor fight, like she is just an absolute assassin of assassins. Like she's just she's a badass. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> when Doctor kept like. You you think she's dead? She like gets like cut in half, and then she just comes back. She's like, "Oh yeah, I just sewed myself back together." <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? So, um, but you know, it was it was really it was really cool. I the thing that threw me off was like even in the very beginning, um, just kind of watching through this one, like watching through the show, it's like the main character, like the girl that you mm-hmm. start off with, like, you're like, oh, okay, I know she has a greater purpose. Like she just can't just be this random person that just so happened to get swept up and all this stuff. Right. right? And it's like, nah, no, like, she was wrong place, literally... wrong time. <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't imagine like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like the equivalent of, being in a bank or something and you're just in there trying to get you know some money or whatever i don't i mean i don't know people don't go to really banks to get money anymore <laughs> you can just go to atm but like that's like going in and like you're just sitting there trying to get you know the last ten dollars or whatever out of your account because you're about to go get something to eat and you're just like you turn around and somebody's like no everybody on the ground it's like what Dude, i just I came felt, in here to get some money like <laughs> i felt so bad for her because like you said she was she was on her way home from work she wanted some food yep and she stopped and like the you know courier drops his 500 yen which that's you know a recurring thing throughout this entire show yeah. is that 500 yen coin yeah. um but she she didn't have any money and she was too honest to use the money that she found on the ground which is yep. how she got herself into that whole situation because she got arrested for trying to steal you know the food the bun yeah wasn't it like the little buns or something like that yeah she wanted or something yeah yeah so uh, you know she got herself into that situation and then 
she just kind of finds herself wrapped up with these Akudama and she has to play <laughs> just to play this swindle swindler character mm-hmm. to survive, you know, because if they if obviously if the other Akudama found out that she was a fraud, they would have killed her right away. So, yeah, again, she was in the beginning. She was in that same survival mode that Hoodlum was in. Like, yeah, she was just doing what she had to do to survive. Yeah, that uh, she was that witch card. It was that fighter or, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she fought. I mean, she didn't do a lot. I mean, she, like she did enough. You know what I'm saying to, to prove that she was there. Yeah. She just kind of used. I mean, because everybody else that was there was more like just meatheads. They were all about like kill, 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 and you know what I'm saying this is what I do, and this is. And she was more like, well, why don't we think about this? You know, and yeah, we'll try to figure this out. And they're like, oh, it's the swindler. I'm like, do y'all not have a picture of her anywhere? Because <laughs> She is just a regular girl, like, yep. like, uh, so yeah, but that I mean, was pretty crazy. She was able to convince everybody, and then you know, obviously, as the the season plays out, it's you can see her again, uh, getting more attached to the other Akudama around mm-hmm. her. It's not, it's not just about survival anymore. It's just, at a certain point, she realizes she can never go back to her old life. Yep, you know, she's uh, on the extreme most wanted list for most dangerous criminals you know in kansai so she she could never go back to her old life so she just has to kind of accept that she is an akudama now yeah for sure yeah that's that's crazy right like you said wrong place wrong time wrong place wrong time something, um, oh yeah go ahead sorry no no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say something i think one of my favorite parts of the show uh we mentioned them a little earlier were the executioners um mm-hmm. have you ever watched the uh the dread movie it's like which one with uh carl urban the newer one yes i love that movie it really reminded me the world and like the executioners specifically reminded me of like the judges in dread mm, i can see that yeah, i mean it's i, I mean they're both cyberpunk worlds so you can draw that comparison there yeah. but it's like the whole idea that like these people are the law and they these individual people get to decide whether someone lives or dies. It's a little more gray area in dread because they don't instantly kill everybody. You know, if the crime is great enough, they can kill them. But yeah, in this world, the executioners are like, okay, we need these people dead. So send the executioners out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's very, I, yeah, I it's very black idea. and white. Yeah, no, it's, it's no, that's awesome. Like I said, I didn't even think about the comparison, but yeah, like that makes a lot of sense. I, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And like you said, the world, like the world build out is is very similar. Um, I would have liked, I would have liked to have seen. Um, I think more since you brought that up. I would have liked. The, I think the one thing that I did didn't necessarily like about Dread. I know it's not about Dread, but the one thing I didn't <laughs> like about Dread was I would have loved to have seen more of like the. The, like you said, like how this one was set up more of like the neon lights and to be able to see more of the actual world and the city yeah. that they were that they were uh, developing versus it just focusing one like right on that on that block. Like I would have liked to have seen more of the world, you know what I mean? Around yeah, I, I mean, people have been uh, crying out for a sequel to that movie for so yeah. long. And like I could just imagine them blowing that out into like a full blown series. But um, yeah, love Love dread, uh, yeah. but getting back to Akudama Drive. Yeah, getting back to Akudama Drive. Um, so I guess, um, yeah, like I said, I I, I really liked it. I I talk about shows on this show that um that I like. I mean, some shows I don't like, but I definitely give this show a thumbs up. I'm 
it was it was crazy because like you said when we first started going down this path to set up this episode this was one of those shows that i was like i i was the same way i well before i got you to watch it i literally saw it on i think it was on hulu Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah that seems pretty cool i'll put it on my list never watched it i just put it on the list and was like you know watch ten thousand other shows and then (laughs) rewatch five other shows and one day i found myself just kind of like in that show hole um and i was like you know what I'm just going to queue this up. It only has like 10 episodes, 10, 12 episodes. I can knock this out. And like you said, I was thoroughly surprised when I got into it. So yeah, um, I'm glad that I watched it too. It's a funny thing uh, that uh, you brought up. I started watching it on Hulu as well, but I don't pay. I have like the ad version of Hulu. So mm-hmm. I was getting like ads every five minutes. So I was like, screw this. I'm, I literally subscribed to Funimation just so I could watch it without ads. <laughs> Because I'm like, man, this is too, this is too much. Did you watch? No. I'm assuming. Did you watch the sub? Yeah, yeah, okay. I watched the yeah. sub. I watched the sub for this, um, which, and I watched the dub for Cyberpunk, which is kind of funny. Um, mm. Which we can talk about that later. Uh, yeah. But the dub for Cyberpunk, I thought was excellent. Um, but for Akudama, I guess I bring up what did what did you think of like the main plot? Because the, I mean, the main plot is basically. The kids, the their job is to deliver these two kids, the big brother and little sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, that's basically the whole thing. I don't know. What did you think about the arc with, with the kids and everything? I thought that was, it was like creepy. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. was like these kids are supposed to be like, the like, because I mean, they had like the defense mechanisms, like stuff set around them, and like they were on it. The, they were on like that train. Yeah, the Shinkansen, um, or what, what is it called? The yeah. Shinkansen. Yeah. Yeah, like this big ship that's like supposed to be impenetrable and like unpregnable. You can't like mm-hmm. you know, there's only one way on type stuff. You have to do all this stuff to get on, and it took them a lot of planning and a lot of stuff that went wrong just for them to get on the ship in the first place and just for them to go to the back of this vault and then open up the vault and it's just these two kids and i'm like i wasn't expecting that yeah me either i was i'm thinking like it was like a weapon which i mean i guess sort of is yeah because they're but i mean i'm thinking it was like a weapon of mass destruction right like a big ass bomb or something that whole uh, heist sequence was was great too because I mean again I'm a I'm a sucker for heists as well yeah um, and I thought they pulled that off really well um, but yeah the whole backstory with the kids and like how they're basically like the key to you know finding immortality in humans yeah. and stuff like all that stuff was like wow and like all the stuff uh, the kids had to go through at the facility mm-hmm. um, like Big Brother was just getting torn apart day after day after day i'm like this is this is all these tests yeah like all these tests being run on them and stuff i i hate like that tear like they try sometimes you get that that show that's just like it's a tearjerker but then you're like i don't even do i can i enjoy this like i don't even know if i can enjoy you know what i'm saying the show Uh because of like what you're doing to like these kids like this is absolutely horrible i'm glad you brought that up um did you find yourself in getting you know a lot of emotional moments in this show throughout yeah because i yeah i did and i think it was just more so because they did a really good job like this is one of those shows and i hate comparing shows because anytime you compare a show everybody's gonna be like no it's not like that at all but um it reminded me very much of and i don't know if you ever watched it but a comic kill no i've never watched it nope i I love a comic kill but it's one of those shows um 
that it's a quick watch, but they do such a job of of the development and similar to you know Cyberpunk, the second show that we're going to talk about. Spoiler alert! If you didn't <laughs> know that we're talking about Cyberpunk next, we'll talk about Cyberpunk next. But it reminds me of that like. I only have a finite amount of episodes, so I'm going to do everything I can to get you somewhat emotionally invested into at least a couple of these characters mm-hmm. to to pull on that heartstring to make you finish out this show and to like make it more, I guess, real to you. Um, and that's what a comic of kill did. That's what this did. It just there were moments, like you said, you knew that they were all criminals, but then you had that like you had that that turmoil and that crisis and that fight between you and like mm-hmm. they're inside because you're like i know that they're bad people but at the same time i don't want them to die because they're just doing what they know you know right. what i mean they, they're just doing their job so yeah uh i i definitely i don't know if i there was some emotional moments in the show but like i don't think they really you know hit me it yeah. feels you know but again just comparing the shows cyberpunk is like a whole different oh, story yeah. like whole i was story. so emotionally invested in cyberpunk um yes. we can get into that a little more when we talk about it but um it's cool and it's i don't even know if you intentionally did this picking these two shows but there are so many parallels between mm-hmm. these two shows like with the plots and obviously the cyberpunk it's more than just the cyberpunk world yeah. um but again I'll talk about that when we actually get into cyberpunk, but uh, there are so many comparisons uh, between the two shows that I was noticing that uh, I thought these were a really good pairing. So if you did that intentionally, bravo, because these two shows are a great pairing together. First of all, you give me too much credit. I literally <laughs> have been wanting to talk about these two shows, and it just so happened that I was like, if I'm going to talk about cyberpunk genres, I'm just going to throw both of these in together. So that's well, what it worked happened. out perfectly, yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad it did. Um, so I guess we've been saying it over and over again. I guess it's time to move on. But any closing thoughts? On, I do. Uh, Akudama Drive. I guess I did want to talk about um, just what you, how you felt overall about the ending. Like, were you satisfied with how it wrapped up? Because um, I mean, by the end, I think all of all of the Akudama are dead, right? Yep. You know, yeah. one by one, slowly they, you know, are kind of dropping off. And Courier and Swindler are the last two left who are protecting the kids and swindlers mm-hmm. like you know courier you got to take these kids deliver them do your last you know your last job essentially um but man i mean the the whole plot the swindler lives up to her name with her whole scheme you know to get the executioners to kill her and then get you know the whole city to turn on the executioners like i thought that was really cool yeah um but like courier's last stand uh was incredible that was far beyond like my favorite moment in the show um, yeah. when he he takes down the tower and then again the well not the we didn't mention this yet but the theme song to this show is an absolute banger oh yeah yeah for sure definitely uh, but that theme song starts playing when he's going through that you know he knocks down the tower and he's like grappling through the tower riding along mm-hmm. and he's fighting all the uh the fucking robots off and stuff sorry i don't know if i can swear on the show but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's ready to eat for everyone you can you can go ahead you can no you can you can swear I don't care. <laughs> uh but man yeah courier courier's last stand and like his the whole thing with the rail gun using his arm to aim the rail gun at the last ship like yep man that 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 whole sequence was incredible yeah, this was this was if you if you need a if you need a comparison, this is Queen Latifah and set it off. 
like <laughs> like he just like you said he just i mean he gave everything that he had you know to to make sure that like you said he finished the mission that's like you said it, it was dedicated to the fact of like i'm i'm you know however many however many parcels and and to whatever like it's a one-to-one ratio yep. you give me a job i complete it so um yeah no he like you said he did go out like a beast he went out like an absolute champ and it was cool like you said because swindler came into it and she was like you said innocent she was like hey i didn't i don't have anything to do with this i'm not who you think i am but like you said she just kind of i think she saw the code and started to understand who these people were why these people were the, the way they were and she couldn't help but get swept up in that in that lifestyle and but she also understood like you know what I'm, I know what's right and I know what's wrong and these people are doing what's right and these executioners are doing what's wrong so I, like you said I ha- she had to expose them mm-hmm. to where they can actually sit where everybody can see like the truth of everything that was going on so um, yeah man she sacrificed herself but it was pretty it was it was crazy like that whole like you said that whole ending sequence and I always love like when a show ends and the theme song starts playing because that's oh, usually yeah. what they created it for it's like that moment that you're yes. ready to hear it so it worked out amazing so yeah 100 um yeah but yeah that's uh, a crazy one good show absolutely recommend it especially if you like the cyberpunk genre yeah Even if you don't i think it's it's a it's a really really great show again it's only 12 episodes it's one one season i don't it was talk of a season two but they never really yeah uh, i haven't heard anything yeah no, nothing really came of it so mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't know if we'll ever get that but it's I think as, you know, its own package in this one season, you know, it tells a complete story. You're not really left on a cliffhanger or anything nah. other than like where the kids end up. But like, I'm fine with it, them leaving it sort of uh, ambiguous. But, you know, yeah. I I definitely enjoyed it overall and would recommend yeah. it. Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't like you said, I, I don't need them to put put a bow on this. I'm OK with where it is right now. Just let it ride, let it mm-hmm. ride into the sunset. So um but yeah like like uh like eric said make sure that you go watch it though if you're if you're curious if you're just sitting there like i was in that show hole i know you're out there especially if you're an <laughs> avid anime watcher because you're waiting for next week of 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 uh, you know one piece episode 1000 you know whatever <laughs> like just go ahead and sit down and watch this quick t- 12 episodes you'll, you'll enjoy it for sure um all right so we're we're good on that we're going to close the door on that on that first review yeah, let's get the cyberpunk. All right, so the second show we've already been alluding to it, guys. The second show is Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix. Uh, ranked came in at an eight point six two, according to my anime list. Uh, you think that's high? I think that's low. <laughs> I, I mean, if it's me, this shows a this shows a ten out of ten for me. Okay, I I felt the exact same way. Let Dude, me go through the rest. This, of this is like yes, one of the best me. anime that I've ever watched. I know that yes. sounds hype. hyperbolic but like it's it was incredible yes uh yes yes i agree 10 episodes and it's crazy because we feel like this i agree with you 10 for me like 9.5 10 i'm good Mm -hmm. but with 10 episodes which is crazy because they give you like like you said we're going to get into it in a second but 10 episodes 10 episodes yep um it aired uh september 13th 2022 um the synopsis dreams are doomed in, to die in night city a futuristic californian 
metropolis as a teenager living in the city slums david martinez is trying to fulfill his mother's lifelong wish for him to reach the top of the arasaka the world's leading security corporation to this end he attends the prestigious arasaka academy while his mother works tirelessly to keep their family afloat when an incident with the street gang leaves david's life in tatters he stumbles upon the San Devastan Cyberware, a prosthetic that grants its wearer superhuman speed. Fueled by rage, David implants the device in his back, using it to exact uh, revenge on one of his tormentors. This gets him expelled from the Academy, shattering his hopes of ever making his mother proud. There's more behind this, but I don't even care because no. I just want to start talking about Get this into show. it, man. This show will always have a special place in my heart. And it, it, it's crazy to say that because as much anime as I watch, like there's only so much in my heart yeah. that can be filled with shows. But this show, I agree with you, it's, it's, it, it immediately pole vaulted into the top five anime that I've ever watched. It's, like, yeah, it's incredible. Like, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's just recency bias talking no. either. Like, I, no. I've only watched it one time through um so far i really i'm gonna watch it again yeah. but what they were able to do in just 10 episodes of an anime was i don't know it, it was incredible um yeah. i yeah this and i think that, well this is actually this is by studio trigger um mm -hmm. which this is the really the first thing that I've watched from them, other than they did a couple episodes of Star Wars Visions when that came out, which was the Disney Plus Star Wars anime, yeah, uh, like anthology series that they dropped. So they did a couple episodes of that, but this just makes me want to dig into more of Studio Trigger's catalog. I know Kill a Kill is like their other big one, yeah, um, which was that was that was pretty good too. But man, like everything about this show like the animation too by studio trigger they have their own unique style which mm -hmm. i really really enjoy um and like the, everything from i know the world is based on cyberpunk like the game and the you know the tabletop game and everything and this was done in partner with cd project red um so the world is kind of already built out for them yep but what they do with the characters um especially david's whole arc throughout this entire series is is just just awesome man it is it it's like first of all i've watched this show three times I, i'm okay i'm just gonna sit here and just say that right now i've watched <laughs> this show three times to completion um but it starts it starts off so well it starts off just like because you immediately relate to dave to david you immediately, oh, you know what I'm saying? You can relate to him. You see what's going on with his mom. You see the, the, the situation that he's in. We've all been there in some way, shape, and or form unless you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I know for me, like, it correlated because, I mean, my mom, single mom growing up, three kids. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I saw it. You know what I'm saying? She's working yeah. two jobs. I get it. 100%. Um, I can relate to this exact same thing you're talking about, man. Yeah. Like, so it's like, you see it. <laughs> yeah. Like, David grew up poor. He didn't, he didn't have much. Um, but like his mom was really just trying her best uh, to, because like he's going to this super expensive school. 
So she's working like 10 different jobs mm -hmm. just to just to afford this school that he's going to while also trying to like put food on the table and mm -hmm. just do the other everyday stuff like the laundry and the other household chores and everything. And like it's, you know, it's typical teenager. David is kind of resenting his mom because she's not really around. Yeah. But, you know, obviously what he can't see is that she's everything she's doing is for him, you know. And like it, it's it's and it's it's tragic. It's so tragic when she dies because David never really gets the chance to apologize for how he treated her because he doesn't really treat her that great. You know, he no. treats her really unfairly and kind of is very dismissive towards her. But, you know, obviously, deep down, he loves her. And like when she dies, it's, it's just so gut wrenching because he never is going to get the chance to apologize for everything that he's done. No, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, uh, it, it's it's absolutely that that part right there is just in itself is just that you talk about tear jerking moments like yeah the conversation that they're having leading up to this and you know what I'm saying then that happening like the whole you know the limo in front of them and the 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 hoodlums or whatever trying to take out the the limo it was just crazy and like so he gets so from there I mean he he he's got to pick up like literally it costs to bury his mom mm -hmm. like he can't afford it they're like hey you can't afford this so why don't you just get her cremated he cremates her he brings yeah. her home you know what i mean it's like and now he's sitting there he's getting a call he's on the phone the guy's saying like hey if you don't pay your rent you're about to get evicted for real this time you know he doesn't have any money he's just getting a call from school saying yo you're about to be expelled for you know what i'm saying punching this kid or, or you know the fight or no th at this point it was the they were calling about the money because he fried the the uh, the internal schoolware when he when he had that that uh they said it was gawked or whatever but like mm -hmm. the the little counterfeit um school software at this point does he have the sand devastan yet I don't, he didn't have it yet. Okay. he had it no he, he, he had it but he didn't have it installed he had yet, it right? but he didn't have it installed yeah okay um and so like you know so he's still going he's getting all these calls of all these bill collectors people saying you know he's got clothes in the washing machine that can't get dried and vice versa it's like it's just everything is hitting him at this point and like you said finds a person who's crazy enough to take a chance on, on giving his kid and installing this at damn which the sand the sandy Oh my lord, like the way that we saw that in the very beginning of the whole show and we saw like the abilities that that yeah. that, that thing had. Yeah, man. And and then to find a doctor and he's trying to find these parts and he's trying to find he's like, "Yo, I can sell you this. I can sell you this. I can sell you this." Like, you know, I'm just trying to make some money and the doctor's like, "I can't give you anything for it." He's like, "You know what? Then fuck it. Put it in. Put it in me. Let's go." Right. And dude, he's like, he's sitting there. He's like, you know, he's bleeding out of his back. He's like, yo, you don't have no, you don't have enough money, you know what I'm saying, or enough, enough eddies to, to pay for, you know, any anesthesia. So mm -hmm. I mean, I'll throw it in here, but you know, the only, the only condition is, is once you die, I get to get it back. Right. And you know, and it's just, it's crazy because like from there, his whole life. It it's like his life was already spiraling down, but it was spiraling down to the right. And then when he the minute he put the sandy in, it just started spiraling down to the left. It's still spiraling down. It just 
went in the opposite direction. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, at that point, he doesn't really have much to lose. So he says, yeah. you know, sure, well, let's do this thing. And then here's my, I mean, it's another, well, the first con- or comparison I'll draw to Akudama Drive is, you know, once David gets the Sand Evans stand installed, the edge runners come knocking because it belongs to them essentially like Maine is the one that was going to get the sand devastating mm-hmm. was going to get the sandy put in him but now that david has it it's again it's another example of wrong place wrong time you yep. know they got caught up in the the whole gang violence and got in the car crash um and then david got his hands on the sandy and then he installed it himself which whatever i mean that was his own decision but True. it was still like still an example of wrong place wrong time he gets caught up with this you know with these criminals and he at this point he has, again like i said he, has, he doesn't have anything to lose so he says sure why not let's let's just go along with these guys yeah like so obviously he gets he gets with okay so before we get into this coming into that who did okay coming so now we're up to the point where he's joined the edge runners yes or he's or he's training to become an mm-hmm. edge runner. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite character at that point? Because I know I I know who mine was at that specific time, but who was who was a character? Or and it didn't have to be your favorite, but who was like that character that you were just like, yeah, he's pretty cool, or she's pretty cool. I like that character. I mean, I feel like Maine. I gotta go with Maine. Yeah, that that's who it was for me. Too, like, so. I mean, yeah, he's like he's the leader of the crew. He's, yeah. He's you you can tell that he's like a veteran. Uh, he's been around the block a couple of times yeah. before, um, and you know he becomes. I I really like Maine, especially in the beginning, because I mean he's tough on David, but he does become like his mentor mm-hmm. essentially, uh, and training him on how to survive in this world. Um, so again, this is another example of someone with a really tough exterior. But also, deep down, you know that he cares about the people around him, you know, yep. and, the, and like the edge runners are essentially his family. And that's how all of them feel yep. about each other. Like they're not obviously. Well, only two of them are related by blood, which are uh, who are they? Uh, uh, Rebecca and Pilar, right? They're yeah, their Pilar. brother and mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. Um, but like other than that, they just all view each other as family and it's the only family that they have. Agreed. It was, yeah, and like you said, I mean, he was, to me, it was like, and this is a horrible comparison, but it's very true. To me, it reminded me of Fast and the Furious. It was like okay. Don Toretto. It <laughs> was like, it. he was, he's like, nothing, he's like, nothing can, nothing can tear apart family, you know? Yeah, man. Um, so, but yeah, it, it, it's, it was really good there. I, I, I'm a sucker for, and I've talked about this many times on my show, I'm a sucker for romantic relationships they don't have oh, to be yeah. front and center but i love them and to see like to obviously to see david and lucy like of course couple like that's couple goals like ten thousand percent like they they you talk about having each other's back like they had each other's back oh but even but even all, to yeah. see like yeah it's through it all but even to see like um Maine and uh what was her name um dorio is that her name yeah dorio like even to see that relationship like i didn't Mm -hmm. know i was kind of like i thought she i mean she she, to me she i'm gonna say it on my show because i'm i'm gonna say it but to me i thought she was like 
like more like a studish, you know what I'm saying? Because her right. build and you know what I'm saying. I thought she was more like into women, sure. but like to see them together, I was like, it makes again, like you said, it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. every king has a queen, like everybody has somebody. So it was I mean, good he needed he needed someone that could stand up to him, you know, yeah. and she could, she could, if she wanted to, she could take him on, you know, like they were they were a great team. Um, and yeah, David, obviously, David and Lucy's relationship is kind of at the heart of a lot of things yeah in this show and i gotta tell you i was um you know that uh the song they play it's called i really want to stay at your house Mm -hmm. Uh, it plays when they well when first uh lucy and david are doing the the uh, moon simulator thing yeah on the moon yeah and then they play it again at the end when david is fighting and you know he's going cyber oh my gosh and like when lucy finally makes it to the moon dude I listened to that song before we recorded and I had like tears in my eyes. I'm like, man. Yeah. It, cause it puts you in like, again, it's that, it's that thing of, it puts you in that place and like in that mode to where you have a connection with these characters. Yeah. 100%. Like, like I said, you, you saw like at this point, um, you know, they've already gone through all the fights. He's got the Sandy installed. They lost uh Pilar uh, to that random cyber cyber psychosis. Yeah, that was, uh, that was messed uh, up. Yeah, bum guy. Like, dude, literally just was peeing. I mean, now granted, Pilar, you know, I mean, was being Pilar. But, like, <laughs> dude just pulled out like a little pocket, a little pocket rocket, and just mm-hmm. took off his head. Like, I wasn't um, expecting that. No, not at all. It was so. I mean, there's so, like you said, there were so many, so many connections with all those characters. Like. The only character I feel like that I couldn't connect with was Kiwi. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I could see that. And it's crazy because now looking back, especially after watching the show, now looking back, like all the signs somewhat were there of about her. Mm-hmm. Like the more you think about it, because like I said, you were able to connect with Maine. You were able to connect with Dario. You were able to connect with David. You were able to connect with Lucy. You were able to connect, connect with Rebecca. You were able to connect with Pilar. But the one character who was always shrouded in in darkness and always like oh we'll never get you know involved in a personal standpoint never do this never tell anybody your past nobody you know was always kiwi makes sense yeah now that you say that and it makes sense that she's the one that flipped on them you know because she was always kind of cold and she i mean she she was there but uh, yeah like you said and we stated it before like they're all family but she didn't really seem like she was a, a real part of that she was always on the outside a little bit yeah. So, you know, it makes sense that she was playing both sides and she was just in it for her own self-interest. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I guess forwarding through this, I don't know. I guess at this point we could pretty much pick up where uh, essentially David gets to send Devinson. He joins the crew. Him and Lucy start their relationship. She's training him. Um, then, like I said, everything happens with Pilar um after that we start to see main start to start uh going psycho man yeah starting to go psycho because of all his chrome and dorio is like yo you need to back it down which mm-hmm. i mean in this in this show what that means is essentially they're replacing so much like too many parts of their actual uh ge- ge- or not genetic uh their biological material. yeah their biological yeah. material thank you um they're replacing too much of that with these cybernetics and yep. it, it 
forces you into a potential state of cyber psychosis, which means, you know, these cybernetics are taking over your mind and body. Um, and so we start to see Maine do that, do. And can we just talk very briefly, but for a second about these these boosters and these blockers these amino blockers because oh, yeah. like at one point when we see main and and dario in that fight when they're sitting there and he's he's going off the deep end when they lose him finally this man is literally grabbing amino blockers by the handful and hitting himself in the shoulders to try to get himself to stay yeah, in crazy. you know what i'm saying to stay in this mo- and again I mean, like you said the tears like those are real tears because you saw this yeah I mean, we see it. Well, we see it later with David to an extreme. Level oh my gosh! Immuno blockers, but yeah, man, uh, that's that's insane. But yeah, the way Maine goes out again, another huge emotional moment, and that's kind of like that was kind of like the mid-season finale almost. Yep. Because like after Maine goes down, you get a time jump, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Where we see David has built himself up as the leader of the crew now. Um, since I mean he was basically Maine's protege, so it makes sense that he sort of took over for him after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I that when Maine got taken out, that was again that was a pretty huge moment. Um, and the fight, the fight when he was taking on all those guys was just insane. And like, oh yeah, I just love the animation. Yeah, so so awesome. Yeah, and it was it was great. And like the worst part about that was like, um. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. But the worst part about it was Lucy and David got out. David yeah. specifically used the Sandevis and he wasn't supposed to use it because he was only supposed to use it so many times, but he used it to get her out, to get uh, Lucy out. And he gets her downstairs and she's sitting in the car and she's like, we got to go. And he's like, no, I'm not leaving Maine. And she's like, don't worry about it. He's already gone. Just come on. We got to go. And at that moment, he's faced with that choice between love or his loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he chose loyalty. And like to see him use the Sandy to get back in the building, he's throwing up all over the place, trying to get up there. And he finds Maine and he's just like, all right, let's go. And Maine's just like, nah, it's too late for me, man. Yeah. Just go ahead and go. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, and then when I see the Max Tech pop up, I'm just like, nope, this is it. Cause the in this show, the Max Tech is like like this, like the high, like the top, top tier security force. They have like the the best weapons, the best mm-hmm. armor. They're just like hands down an elite unit, all in all. And when they show up, you're just like, you know what's about to happen. And David had to get out of there. Yeah. Um, May knew so. exactly what was gonna happen there. Like he yeah. May knew what was gonna happen. Um, you know, and like he was sort of, he was prepared to die, you know, at the, at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he, he wanted to sacrifice himself to save everybody. And that just really shows main, the type of character that main was. And again, that he cared so much about his family, um, that he was, he was willing to sacrifice himself for them. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because like in that, like I said, in that same situation, you lost like you lost two big edge runners. Yeah. Like at that moment. I mean, because like I said, you lost literally the the mom and the dad of the whole group, like Dorio yep. and, and and Maine. Um, and like you said, and again, guys, we're talking about a show that only has 10 episodes. Yes. Yeah. 
crazy. like 10 episodes. But like you said, right after that, the time skip happens. David comes in. David is now the leader. He looks so buffed up. Now. Oh, yeah. You he's, tell that he's Yeah. You can tell that he's chromed up a lot more. Chromed up, yep. Um, the, the hands that he had or the arms that he had were from um, – were from Maine because that mm-hmm. was a promise that he had that he told him he was like you know if something happens to me or whatever, well Maine was like basically you got to put on some weight if you want these arms, and he's like but if something was ever to happen to me you can have my arms and it's mm-hmm. and it's nice to see him kind of you know you see David and he like squeezes his arms and you're just like those are Maine's you know yep, what I mean exactly. and so it picks up and now he's the leader um he's still got rebecca kiwi's there lucy is taking kind of a hiatus she's there but she's not necessarily there she's kind of doing her own kind of side uh personal quest uh mm-hmm. for her character development um and we get to see the rookie the the guy that comes in i guess basically as like the new david as oh a yeah or whatever and he's like yeah he's like yeah let's get up here and let's kill these guys and then yeah, well, he didn't last very long. <laughs> no, not at all. Poor guy. He just ran in there and didn't he like step on like a mine or something yep. and he just fucking exploded? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, dude, so you made it all the way to the very end of the mission just for you to run through a door yep. and end up dying. Um, R- rookie mistake. Yeah, rookie mistake. Uh, but that fight between that the big the big dude and David in that yeah. hallway was pretty cool because the big dude was able to sense his moves with the even though he was using the San Devastan. Um, but I mean, obviously David was, you know, more badass than anything and he ended up taking that guy, taking the, the big thing out. Yeah, I um, like that because I mean it, that kind of after the time jump, that kind of uh gives us a sense of what David can do and why he's kind of ascended to this leader position after mm-hmm. Maine was gone. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a really cool scene um, right after the start of the time jump there. Yeah. Um, so you pick up from there, they get a quest back from Faraday, which, what did you think about Faraday? Uh, well, did you, again, I don't think I told you that I watched the dub. Did you watch the sub or the dub? I watched the sub. No, I okay. watched the dub. I did watch the dub. You do I watch the, the dub? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought the dub was incredible. And I mean, Faraday was Giancarlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm always, I, I love when he voices uh, characters, which is normally villains. So uh, he fit perfectly in that role. But I don't know. Faraday was an interesting character for me. Um, like he, he always felt like he was just kind of lurking in the, the shadows a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he gave so he the the relationship with with the edge runners um and him is kind of weird they basically like he basically just gives them contracts right mm-hmm. and then they carry it out for them yeah. um but i mean his his main he doesn't care about the edge runners he's using them as a means to an end because it's this whole throughout the entire show it's basically militech versus arasaka right yep and faraday works for militech and he's just trying to do everything he can to take down Arasaka. So that's kind of what he's using the edge runners for. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I liked it. I did like his character design. Um, I yeah. liked the, like the eyes or whatever. That was pretty cool. Um, but like you said, yeah, I mean, he was just, I mean, he played he didn't both play a huge role. Nah. Um, I thought he would play a bigger role in the end uh but he i don't know he was just kind of a, a middleman yeah between militech and arasaka yeah um 
But yeah, so I mean, at this point, like he, David pretty much picks up the contract with Faraday to continue doing what Maine was doing. Um, and uh, Lucy, like I said, is on her own ter- her own internal journey. The crew's pretty much the same size. They added, um, what was the guy's name? I can't remember his name. Um, There's Falco, which was a getaway Falco. driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked him. I mean, he was like this Western, you know, cowboy type guy with the big old mustache. And you know what I'm saying? He's the getaway driver. So that was pretty cool. For I didn't guy, know this, know? but in the dub, he's voiced by Matt Mercer, hmm. um, which I, I don't know if you know who Matt Mercer is, but he's like the, uh, um, whatchamacallit, it's the, the D&D, um, sorry, I'm forgetting the, uh, the name here, uh, Critical Role. Yeah, he's he's uh, oh. founder of Critical Role, and he does the the series with that D and D series with that. Yeah, and he does all the voices. Um, but he's done tons of voice work, uh, in, like video games and TV shows. So I was surprised cool. to learn that he was the voice of Falco there. But yeah, I liked I liked yeah. Falco's character. Yeah, um, he he fit right in with the crew to me. He did. <clears throat> um. But yeah, so Falco comes in, he kind of gets introduced into the fold. Still the same crew. Um, just no, like I said, no uh no Lucy at this point. Um, because like I said, she's doing her own thing. So then we end up getting and I'm kind of I don't think I'm missing anything, except for the fact that I mean, obviously David's chroming up again. Mm-hmm. So we know that at some point he understands that he's gonna have to start dialing back on the chrome. Yeah. Um, because he's starting to starting to show signs of uh, cyber psychosis himself. Um, because Rebecca is keeping him in check um, as much as she can, but she's like, ultimately, we know that she he doesn't want me. He he's going to need Lucy to be the person who uh, who kind of comes in. What did you think about that weird like love triangle triangle that she was trying to force? Like, what did you think about that? Like how she was trying to like kind of butt herself in. Like Rebecca was trying to butt her. I mean, yeah. was it just like a kid thing? Like she was just like, was there a sincerity behind this? Like, did she legitimately want David or was this like, I don't know. Like a, I was thinking it was more of like a friends with benefits type of thing yeah. that they had going on. But I, yeah, it, that was weird. Mm. Um, yeah. I, th- I don't know if it's, if uh, Rebecca was like waiting for her chance now that Lucy was gone or yeah. if she's just trying to get close to, David, you know, because he's like the leader now. But I mean, it seemed like they had a good friendship, but I didn't really feel like there was romantic chemistry between them. Yeah. No, I mean, and and David shut that down at every every turn. Like, I mean, literally, there's there's no there's no better way to to cock block yourself than to continue to bring up your girlfriend. Right. Um. So (laughs) so he he pretty much handled that himself. Um. But okay. So now. I think we've talked. Okay, so now we're going down the last couple of episodes at yeah. this point. So um, we've got David not being able to sleep, Lucy close to figuring out what's going on, and Faraday calls and tells him that he's got this mission that's going to be the end of missions. This is it. This is all they need to do is amp- is is survive and go in and get this uh, hit this Arasaka um, convoy. Mm-hmm. Um, which is supposedly like impossible, um, and they don't know they don't need to know anything other than you know the fact that that's what they need to do. Right. And we find out that Faraday basically set up uh, and partnered with Arasaka and sent Militech in to basically force David 
to end up using this prototype, um, this prototype version of a new uh, new gear um, to uh, essentially see if his compatibility with it, which is what it seemed like Arasaka was trying to do at the very beginning, was trying to get David back into school, was trying to see if he could actually pilot this new rig. Right. Um, and so they basically forced it to where he had to put it on. And Faraday basically hijacks uh, Lucy's voice or in her and like yeah her voice and like her her uh i guess her when she's like knocked out and she said he says the lines like i need you to tell me that i can do this and i was like you motherfucker like <laughs> how dare you like this is their thing like I how know. dare you sit here um and use that line against david um but yeah, so she uses the he uses the line. Faraday uses the line um, using Lucy's voice. Of course, David's like, "Yeah, yep. I, I I I got you. Like, I can do this. Let's go." And he gets into this rig, and you talk about just pain, anguish, revenge, emotions. Like, it was like everything that you could potentially feel when he put on this rig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's like the I don't know, it's almost like everything he was working toward. Um, which again, being part of this crew, this wasn't what he had in mind. Obviously, when he was you know growing up, that he was going to be part of this uh, Edge Runner crew. Um, which it's kind of I kind of like his trajectory because I mean he was in this fancy school to start out um and like he was at the top of his class but I, you know you could tell he didn't really feel like he belonged there mm -hmm. um but like with with this new life i feel like he feels you know he has something to live for mostly in lucy and obviously he cares about the rest of the crew but like leading up to this moment um when he gets in the rig like i don't know if he that's what he really wanted for himself right um but i mean it it ends up playing to his benefit because with with it even though they fell into that trap with it he was able to kind of sacrifice himself and save who he cared about the most so yeah um and yeah so then that brings us to that next part so like i said they're fighting they're fighting they're fighting um and at this point like great fight scene by the way like oh yeah that whole that whole thing like dude is literally using he's using these you know magnetic pulses he's doing magnetic pulls he's using gravity blasts dude is literally just a tank he's a he's an absolute, he's a literal tank yeah like literally a tank like he is a beast of and a like beast. we like we said before you can see it's built into the suit where it has though it, it's like tank shells of immunoblockers just mm -hmm. constantly cycling through into his body yeah just to keep him from going off the edge yeah know, to cyber psychosis and i'm like man that's, that's yeah insane it's keeping him like right in the same and like i think they even said that in the show it's, it's like it's enough to keep him just at the line mm -hmm. like not to let him go one way or the other it's just enough to keep him right at the line and yeah, it's, um, it's like his, like you know, because he is his mind still has to be there to to control the rig, but everything right. else is kind of you know just taken over by <laughs> all of his all of his cybernetic parts. Yeah, and and these things are literally like like Eric said, like these things are literally just 
dropping down into his shoulder and hitting his back and he's just like coughing up blood he's mm-hmm. he's going crazy like he's just because i mean at this point you can like and at this point in the show you realize how this is going to end oh yeah there's no other way yeah i i was i was once i got to this point i was like no like i literally remember saying that in my mind i don't even know if i said it out loud the first time i watched i was like no like i know (laughs) where this is about to go i mean as soon as he stepped in the rig you're like all right yeah he's not there's no way he's coming back from that yeah this is yeah this was it and um so again like an episode and a half of amazing fight like every fight scene is amazing in this show like don't get it twisted but Mm -hmm. this one this one you can definitely tell they put all their time and making sure that that this was animated properly they made sure to show you these glimpses of david going back and forth between his conscious and his his unconscious um and he arrives at arasaka tower because at Mm -hmm. this point he knows that Faraday basically played him. He knows that he's got Lucy. And if it's one thing that you don't want to do is piss him off with his girl. And <laughs> at this right. point, yeah, David is just berserk. He's the emotions are flowing a thousand percent. Kiwi is shot somewhere in the alley like a stray cat. Um, cause she got double crossed by Faraday. Yep. Um, and Rebecca and her crazy self is just out there blasting every single gun that she has. Um, and he arrives at the tower, and then we get to finally see the legendary Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Yep. I knew the showdown was going to happen. And when that happened and Adam shows up, it's like, dude, he's like literally ahead. And I don't even, and it's not even like a full head. Like he is, he is so, that's where. He's he is not organic at all. Like this man has, like I said, just like a head, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the the rig that he's in got it has like amino blockers. Like it's got every. He's literally a juggernaut. Yep. Um, and he this this fight has to happen obviously between um Adam Smasher and and David, and um, the fight's crazy. Like it's. I thought all the fighting leading up to this was wild. Yeah. But then to get to this fight and see those two fight, like, full, and, and and Adam, I, I have the feeling that, like, Adam wasn't even going 100%. Yeah, I, I get that feeling, too. Um, yeah. It's like, it's almost like they orchestrated this whole thing just for, uh, to see if, like, um, this thing was strong enough to take on Adam Smasher. Because at this yeah. point, He's like he's like the ultimate, like it, like last boss for like you know in video game terms. Yeah, like he's like the top of the food chain there. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I and I I agree with you. I don't think he was using like a hundred percent of his full power because he doesn't really seem like he really sweated that much while he was fighting David. Nah. You no, know, he took him out <laughs> relatively easily. Yeah. It was it was it was crazy. Like and then to see everything that happened with Rebecca and Fa- and Falco, mm-hmm. and again it's forcing because you got to think about it. Everything in this show we've talked about this is like this cyber psychosis. Well, it still is drawing specifically off of his mental and his emotions. So as all of this stuff is happening and he's got these emotions of what's happening to his girl, what's happening to his friends, seeing his partners lose their life right in front of him, it's 
forcing him further and further down that deep end. Right. Um, and like I said, and at one point, Adam, like Adam just looks at him and he's just like, you're, he's like, this was a good fight for a while, but you're done. Like, this yep. is like, you've lost every, there's nothing left of you. Um, and he's like, that's the difference between me and you boy. And he's just, he takes him out. Um, yeah. And dude, it was like, like I said, I'm, I'm getting chills, man, because it was so horrible because at this point it's like, now it's, you get to like, after this has all happened and obviously there's just been a showdown of all showdowns. Like the city is on fire, literally. Right. Um, and then you see Lucy and like you said, the music starts playing for, from when they first met and she's back on that simulator, like back, or she goes to the moon. She goes to the actual moon. Yeah. yeah she finally the gets there. Mm -hmm. Cause that was the big thing is like, that was the promise is that David told her that he was going to get, he was going to take her to the moon. That was her, that was her big thing. Mm -hmm. And she finally goes there and in her mind, she's thinking and she sees David. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, that got me, man. Yeah. I was like, in that last scene, you know, yeah, she sees David and yeah, I, I know I had tears in my eyes. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, David's, David's death is, uh, tragic, but I think, I don't think it really could have ended any other way for him. Nah. Like once he started down that cyber psychosis path, um, you kind of knew that where he was going to end up at that point. And I think, you know, David kind of achieved what he wanted to achieve. Like he, he protected Lucy, which was, which was the main one that he cared about. He sacrificed mm -hmm. himself to save her so that she could finally make it to the moon. You know, yeah. he fulfilled his promise there. Yeah. It was just like, it's, like you said, it was, it was just tough. It's, it's always tough. Like when you find a character that you really like, cause David is like the most likable character. Yeah ever like you you can't like there's literally no, he's not like the protagonist that that do go through that whole like crying piece or anything like that like he, he went through the shock piece but i mean who wouldn't be shocked you right. know what i'm saying like going through everything that he went through he went through that part but like that whole whiny baby cry baby situation you never really got that with him no um no not so. at all no i i and david's character arc i think was was perfect um yeah and it, like I said, it's a it's a tragic ending, but it's also happy in a way um, yeah. that he was able to kind of save Lucy. And um, I it's it's kind of sad that I mean, there, I guess there could be a season two either with Lu the rest of Lucy's story or just bringing in a completely new set of characters just yeah. in the same world. Um, but I really hope we get more uh, at least in this in this world, you know. Yeah, because obviously David's story has been told. It's it's over. There's no there's no coming back for him. Um, and Lucy's the really the only character left that we could go on with. But I'd be fine with like just bringing in a whole new crew um, and telling a new story. I agree. I kept saying this over and over and over again. It it sucks because a lot of shows are doing this, and it doesn't always uh, turn out well. <laughs> Borto, but <laughs> I thought <laughs> I was thinking like part of me kept thinking, what if Lucy was pregnant? Okay, okay, yeah. And so like, so in my mind, I'm thinking like, what if she was pregnant? She goes to the moon, she comes back or whatever. She has the kid, 
And, and he has a he's born skip. with a little sand devastan inside of him. No. Yeah, just a little a little sandy <laughs> on his spine. The baby's zipping around. <laughs> but like, and I mean, you know, because in my mind, I'm thinking like, if that happened, now this is obviously just fan service at this point, because like you said, they could just finish it. It was it was done well enough to where if this was the only season that we got, I'd be okay with I'd, it. Yeah, a hundred. I'd be yeah. I'm, yeah. I was satisfied with this complete arc, you know, just as a as its own story. Much like Akudama was, it told a complete story. Yep. In this one season, and I'd be fine if it ended there. But I also want to see more of this world, you know. Yeah. So that's why I was saying I. I personally that's what i'm hoping is i i was thinking and my pitch right now if anybody is listening my pitch is she was pregnant she goes to the moon that's why she was thinking about david she comes back home we do a time skip she's not going to be super older because even his mom didn't look even david's mom didn't look super old Mm -hmm. but yeah but she looked like she was more like a young mom which i'm pretty sure i mean we're talking teenagers so yeah right this could it could very well fit in that realm but i'm in my mind my pitch is the sun comes comes around and i don't know who gives it to him or who talks to him about this but they talk about his dad because we know that edge runners are like a thing. Like people have talked about edge runners before. Yeah. And so I'm assuming like in my mind, I'm thinking the son or daughter finds out about their dad and decides that, you know what I'm saying? Like, because this was a really cool thing that he did, or, you know, he was an edge runner. He did all this other stuff that the child now picks up. And like you said, maybe he leads, he or she leads the new crew or something like that. We can do like cyberpunk new generation or something like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. the, another generation of this. That's my that's my pitch and my thought. I mean, so. I could I could see that happening for sure. Like that's yeah. I don't think that's completely out of the realm of possibility. Um, yeah. But just just give us more. Yeah, I agree. Give us more. Give us more. Um. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now you well, got me. You got me wanting to watch this again. Now I, I definitely am <laughs> going to watch it again. Um. Okay. All right. So that was the recap for the most part. Do you have anything else that you want to add about that one before we get into some questions? Um, I don't think so. I feel like I've said like the just everything about this show uh, is just a ten out of ten for me. Yeah. Um, the world, the characters, uh you know, the arc of each character. And I feel like they, they spent a good amount of time with all of them fleshing out some of their backstories. So we got to know every character and feel that emotional connection, not just with David and, you know, and with David and Lucy and their relationship, but with all the other characters too, we, you know, we talked about Maine and Dorio, they had their relationship. Um, and, you know, Rebecca, like each character sort of had their moment. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really, really appreciated, which made it even more impactful when, you know, one by one they get taken out. So yeah. um, the emotional beats of the show, uh, I thought were incredible. Um, and that emotional connection that they built up for each of the characters was great. And I, yeah, like I said, I want more. <laughs> now I would say this and, I, and I'll get to my, my, my closing thoughts. If they don't do a sequel, I could see them doing a prequel. Yeah, like, I mean, like give us Young, young Mane. Mane. Yeah, yeah, sure. Young Mane, Young Dorio, 
young, you know what I'm saying, Pilar, young Rebecca. Well, I mean, I don't know how old Rebecca was, but I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm-hmm. I would like to see the crew before how they all came together in the first place. Yeah. Sure. So if you're not going to give us a sequel, then at least give us a prequel. Because like you said, it still gives us the world. And we get to see, like, you know, David's mom. You know what I'm saying? I could. Yeah. I, I would like to see that whole thing of like seeing that all happen, and then Edge Runners being picking up right where it picked up. So it pretty much like the prequel leads you up to the point where the mom is like, "I'm super tired. I'm having to do all this other stuff," and then we see. You know what I'm saying? The then it, it continues on. So I would like mm-hmm. to at least see that. I could see um, that, or um, like even if even if it was a whole new crew with a new season. I think they would do something like have them cross paths with the characters that we know, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and they could incorporate those characters that way. Still have it be like sort of a prequel, but also with a, with a new group that we get to know and they interact with some of the characters that we already know. So they yeah, could do it. They cool. could take it in a ton of different directions. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But with I the agree. positive reception for this, I have to imagine they gotta be cooking up something like, for sure. Got to. So, I'm looking gotcha. forward to it for sure. Um, yeah, but my closing thoughts on this one, I think we've talked about it like in in depth, but like you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't watched this show. If you oh, like yeah. anime and you're listening to my show, first even of all, if you me. don't like anime, yeah, still watch it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's but specifically if you do watch anime exactly. and you haven't watched this, then you yes. definitely yes. you've definitely done yourself a huge uh, disservice. Um. So, yeah, make sure that you watch this. It's definitely a 10. Like you said, it quickly pole vaulted itself into my top five anime. Um, and I plan on doing another episode on my, my top five. And this is definitely going to be included on that one. Um, but, yeah, like watch 10 episodes, show. 20 minutes. Like, and that's, what, that's just the do it. thing I love about anime, too. 20 minute episodes. You can just blow right through it. Yeah, just do it. Just watch it. Watch both shows for sure, but, mm-hmm. but definitely, definitely cue this one up. If you don't watch Cyberpunk, uh, is required reading. Yeah, for anime. yeah, huh, yeah. For if sure. you don't, if you don't, if you don't do uh, Akudama Drive, fine. But at least watch Cyberpunk. Like, do yourself, yes. do yourself a, a, a solid and do that. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, that's it for the reviews. That is it for the reviews. Uh, I guess. Awesome. We will, well, at this point, I mean, we might as well just keep on rolling. I might as well just go ahead and throw you right into the hot seat. Won't even have to worry about a break. Oh, boy. Let's let's do it. Okay. So let's go straight into the hot seat with Mr. Eric from the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. So first question, what's the first anime that you watched? Uh, I would say Dragon Ball Z, I believe. And it's, it's still, I mean, still my number one to this day. My... I've went into it again, plugging my own show here, but I have a little sideshow, which I haven't done in a while called Eric's anime corner on the nomads of fantasy podcast feed. And the very first episode I recorded was on my relationship with dragon ball and how uh, special it is to me and how much of a special place it holds in my heart. But dragon ball Z, I mean, obviously I love the entirety of dragon ball series, dragon ball, dragon ball Z, dragon ball, super, uh, all that, but Dragon Ball Z specifically is like number one and will always be for me. I feel that. I feel that. Um, I like some Dragon Ball. I do like some Dragon Ball Z. Um, so I guess then another question then is: Are you watching any anime now? And if so, what anime? 
<laughs> I just started uh, after I finished Akudama Drive. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, season six of My Hero is out. I should probably uh, catch up on that. That's funny. I just I literally just finished that, too. So, um, so yeah, I, I just started that, I think, yesterday, actually, which is which is funny. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I'm currently into. Not this isn't I'm not watching an anime, but I'm also playing Persona 4 for the first time, which is basically an anime. And that's yeah. really good uh but yeah that's i think that's it for me right nice. now nice nice um okay okay um so how would you like how do you describe uh anime like how do you like uh how would you judge it like what do you what 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 constitutes a good versus a bad anime i guess uh for you i don't know for me that's a tough question um i've always gravitated towards shonen anime Mm -hmm. uh all my life that's kind of what i most am familiar with but recently i've you know i've started to uh branch out a little bit like haiku was one of my oh yes anime of all time now since i watched that but that's another one that i have to catch up on um because the it's like i forgot what it was the way they it's been like years between seasons for that Mm -hmm. show um and like I don't know the best way to watch it. I think that the sub is on um, Crunchyroll right now of the newest season, but the dub yeah. isn't, but uh, I don't know. So, but uh, yeah, I've been branching out um, in recent years to kind of, you know, taste some other flavors of anime other than Shonen. Um, but I mean, a good anime for me, I don't know, just I feel like, I feel like I haven't watched a bad anime yet. I know it sounds crazy, but like most of the anime that I watch, I'm like, you know, I'm very impressed by it. Um, But obviously, if we're talking about Shonen, I mean, most I mean, unless you're talking about Slice of Life, it's got to have great action. Yeah. Um, And like, obviously, amazing animation, um, amazing voice acting. Like sometimes, again, I only used to watch dubs, but Recently, I've been shifting to uh, subs first, um, and then I'll like maybe watch like a couple minutes of the dub and see if it's any good. Because sometimes there's bad dubs, and you can tell right away if it's not a great dub. Agreed. Um, but welcome, so- welcome to the brotherhood. Yeah. By the way, that's that's how I watch everything. I watch pretty much everything. So or uh, yeah, subbed. I go yeah, I go back and forth. Um, I. You know, it, I, I don't know. It depends on my mood. But now I'm sort of shifting to only not only watching sub, but like doing sub first. And then maybe I'll watch an episode of the dub as well and see compare them, you know, just yeah. to kind of see the differences between them. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, I feel like I, I can't really think of a bad anime that I've watched. And maybe I just haven't watched enough. <laughs> no, I got you. Uh, I mean, hey, you know, I, hey, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing if you can't find one that you right. don't like. And I'm 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 only I'm watching the ones that I have heard are good. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Well, normally you can. I I I can say that some people have told me shows like, yeah, you gotta watch. I'm like, what the hell was I watching? <laughs> what, why would you recommend this to me? Um, but uh, okay. So uh, next question in. So. Now we're changing gears. My podcast is about anime because I had to ask my anime questions. But now I have questions specific to you and your show. All right, let's do uh, it. 
Um, so what made you decide to launch your podcast and what's one of your favorite episodes you've done so far? Um, so I do a podcast with two of my other buddies, uh, Brandon and Dave, and we were co-workers at a marketing agency, you know, back in the day we met, we all met in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Brandon and Dave knew each other before, and then I came on, uh, to work with them in, in 2016 and we all became friends and like at work, we would constantly just be talking about our interests um, in like video games, movies, TV shows, all that good stuff. Um, we're huge video game fans, uh, always have been. And we would always just, you know, shoot the shit at work about it. Mm-hmm. So eventually we all kind of parted ways uh, from that job. And, you know, now we all have separate jobs, but we still kept in contact and we're still talking about the same stuff. So we're like, hey, we're, we're talking about this stuff anyways. Why don't we just record it? You know, just start a podcast. Um, and we kind of, I mean, Brandon had an idea for years of starting a podcast, but one day we finally just decided to like, Brandon was just like, Hey, I have a name for the show. It's called the nomads of fantasy. Do you guys want to start a podcast? And we're like, sure. And like, we didn't, we went in not knowing anything about it, you know, about the podcasting world. So we're kind of, you know, like everybody else starting a podcast, learning, as you go yeah um but you know it our conversations are super fun and uh we like to think of ourselves as you know video game and film aficionados so we you know we started a podcast and have been going ever since we got we started back in 20 2021 i think we're coming up on two years um in april so we have uh, like 90 episodes of the main show, a bunch of side episodes. So, you know, we're, we're still going strong and we're really loving it. Um, as far as favorite episode goes, like I said, our, our episode topics can vary our kind of our philosophy, the name where the name nomads of fantasy comes from. Um, our philosophy really is, you know, we're not really uh, beholden to one genre. I mean, mm-hmm. your show again, it's niche. It's, about anime and everything that has to do with anime we like to kind of do a little bit of everything and again that's not really you know the best way to approach a podcast it's you you're supposed to be like niching yourself down and finding your audience but we kind of go with the broad approach and you know pick things from i mean really all around the world we've done episodes on anime we've done um like bollywood films recently we're getting more into like indian cinema um we do the class we've done the classics before we've done like die hard we do video games as well video games are a big part of our show um we've done you know everything from indie games to uh portal which again that your question um about one of my favorite episodes i would probably say our portal episode is one of my favorites yeah um because we we like also Brandon likes to experiment a lot with the editing of our show um and we like to work in like sound effects and clips from whatever we're talking about into the show to create a little bit more of an immersive experience so we in our portal episode we included some dialogue from Gladys like you know kind of like she was a guest on our show which worked out really well it was great it was super fun and i think it was a really good discussion on the game um so yeah sorry that was kind of a long-winded answer no you're good 
<laughs> but yeah. No, I get it. I like. I mean, and I always I always love asking that question of my guests because, like, especially people who have their own show. Because, I mean, I'm I'm always curious. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. literally, my show just started out of like. I tell people all the time. It was my my buddy was like, "Hey, man, you got a good voice," and I was like, "I don't think so." And then he was like, and you know a lot about anime. And I was like, now that I do know. And he was like, have you thought about doing a doing a podcast? And then that was during the pandemic. And I was like, well, I don't have anything else going on. Why not? You know, right. that's what that's where I started. So um, I'm always curious. That's why I always ask that question, because I'm always curious, especially for like people who have like guests or like who have like co-hosts because mm-hmm. like for me it's always just me for the most part unless i do a collaboration but you know so like for me it's it's easy but it's also difficult because you have you don't have like i've been on your show and i've also listened to you guys show so like it's one thing to hear like the banter and kind of like the back and forth right. that you guys do whereas like when it's just me i'm like am i just droning like am i just droning on am i you know yeah like, i feel anybody, that does anybody care what i'm talking about right I, now like i think it would be so much harder for yeah a show like you and also one of our friend of the show um his name's mike he has a show called games my mom found mm-hmm. he, he does the same thing it's just him but he brings on guests for every episode like different guests and i'm like I don't know. Just the rotating uh, guests for every episode would be weird to me because, like I said, we have been friends for a long time now, the three of us. So, like you said, we have that rapport built up with each other and like our conversations are, you know, um, it's just like talking to a buddy, you know, Mm -hmm. over Discord or while you're chatting while you're playing a game or something. Um, So it's it feels more comfortable. Um, So, yeah, I, I give you a lot of credit for uh, starting a podcast that way with kind of a rotating uh, host of guests there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, I mean, it's fun. It's fun when you have, like you said, a lot of people that kind of come on, especially people who are excited about stuff, which you were a great guest. So that, that makes sense. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, no problem. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess then my last question for you before you get off the hot seat is um, where can everyone follow you? Give you an opportunity to tag. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, I'll give you the whole rant. So you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow us at The Nomads of Fantasy on TikTok. We've been posting a little bit more TikTok content on there lately. Uh, Brandon's kind of doing some clips from the episode, some sort of TikTok specific content. So check out some of that stuff there. Uh, You can also we we post on YouTube as well. There's some video content, which we're going to be sort of getting more into video content, some exclusive stuff. We post every episode on the YouTube channel as well. Um, it's audio only right now, but uh, we want to start doing more of the video in the future there. But there is some uh, YouTube specific things on there. So check it out. Uh, that's youtube.com slash at Nomads of Fantasy. Um, that's about it. Oh, you can go to the Nomads of Fantasy dot com as well. Um, and you can if you want to join our discord you can go to the nomadsfantasy.com slash discord which matt you're in there mm-hmm. um and that it's mostly just built up of uh guests that have been on the show before because that's how we record with guests is through our discord but it, we, we also have some regular listeners in there which is super fun to interact with them get their feedback on the show and everything so yeah that's the nomadsfantasy.com slash discord if you want to chat with us uh and obviously the podcast is on every major podcast platform and just search the nomads fantasy awesome awesome please guys make sure that you go out and listen to uh to the to these guys because like i said 
being on the episode was really cool. But like I said, you guys do have a lot of uh, a lot of really good content out there. I've listened to a couple episodes myself. So, and that's um, that's the thing with our show. Like if you if you don't like one of our topics, there's probably something else in there for you. I, yeah. I feel like we try to cover something that's for everybody. You know, so, you know, if you don't like video games, you and you like movies, you can just stick to the movie episodes and vice versa. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of what we try to do. Just kind of sort of like a shotgun blast approach. Just yeah. boom, get some stuff out there. See what sticks, see what doesn't. It's You know, it's a lot of experimenting, but that's you know, that's a fun thing about podcasting. For sure. I couldn't agree with you more. Well. I will officially let you off of the hot seat, man. Cool. That was hot. All right. No. That was was it. Now Now we are good, man. So, like I said, um, so we today, like I said, we talked about the episode uh, Cyberpunk Monday Part 2, where we talked about uh, Akudama Drive and we talked about Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Please watch both of them. Like I said, if you don't watch the first one, at least watch the second one. Do yourself that uh, do yourself that that service of of enjoying the ten episodes of Cyberpunk Edge Runner. Um, and uh, obviously, I had my interview with my guest Eric from uh, from the Nomads. Is it the Nomads of Fantasy Podcast? Correct, the Nomads um, of Fantasy. Yep. Yeah. So we, I had my guest there. So we also did an interview for of him. Um, so I want to thank you everyone for sticking around and supporting the show again. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at anime talk 12. That's anime talk, the number one and two. I'm more active on Twitter. Um, and where can they find you again? At nomads of fantasy, Twitter and Instagram, but yeah, Twitter, our Twitter is the main social platform that we use as well. Yeah, same. Um, it's just, it's just easier. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, make sure that you guys go back and watch those episodes. Make sure that you guys go and follow uh, the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. And uh, yeah, as I always say, continue to be the light in a world full of darkness and continue to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got, man. That's the episode. You got any last, uh, any last words that you want to say? Nope. All I have to say is this. As always, safe travels, nomads. All right, guys. We'll holler at you later. You guys have a good one. See you. See you.